Welcome, I'm Julie Bacon, and you're listening to the Mindset Coaching for Handlers podcast, a podcast for dog handlers who are on a mission to achieve big goals. I will share lessons, insights, personal stories, and tools you can apply during your next show, trial, or test to help you strengthen your mental game and hopefully cue more consistently. So if you are ready to improve your competitive mindset, get out of your own way, and connect with your dog like never before, then it's time to get comfy, bring an open mind, and work your mindset. Hey everyone, and welcome back to the podcast. All right, this week we are going to talk about talk, specifically the way that we talk to ourselves, the thoughts that roll around in our heads, and basically those thoughts that become beliefs. And sometimes those, those beliefs become so entrenched in our brains that they limit ourselves and they go so far as to even sabotage ourselves. So we want to get in front of that train, obviously, and stop it. And so we're going to talk about talk and how we talk to ourselves. And we're just going to kind of try to flip that around. All right. So the first thing I want everybody to understand very clearly, this is like kind of core to this whole conversation, is the thoughts that you think have so much power, right? The thoughts that you think become beliefs, right? If you have the same thought, a belief is basically you having the same thought over and over again, right? And it's so it's so much that you believe it's true, right? If I drop if I drop a glass in the kitchen and it breaks and I say, "Oh, you're, you know, what a you're what a dumb thing to do. But then the next time I'm like, oh, you're a dummy. And then I do something else, maybe kind of clumsy, like no big deal. And I call myself, oh, look at you, you're a dummy again. And I keep doing those things. Then I'm going to start to believe it because I say things enough to myself about myself that I'm going to believe it. And of course, that's a really easy, simple example that is easy to brush off. But some of those thoughts start when we're kids. And some of those thoughts start from others. And we adopt the things that our family say about us or to us, or the things that those mean kids on the playground say, or maybe our teachers. Um, We joke, I joke, I'm very self-deprecating about my lack of math skills. But, you know, some of that comes from, you know, struggling in school and having a, a system in place in school that, you know, didn't allow me to sort of be bad at one thing but good at something else. Didn't really reward that, right? It was like grades across the board. And so we we pick these things up. We pick them up through life like a bad scavenger hunt. And we just keep adding them. You know, we just keep adding them to our bucket. And then our bucket becomes a bag. And our bag needs wheels. And then it becomes a wheelbarrow. And it just gets bigger and bigger of all these things that we think about ourselves. And what's interesting is our thoughts aren't ourselves, right? Which is a very like maybe potentially woo-woo thing to think about, but like our thoughts aren't ourselves. They're just things that we think, right? If I think red, it doesn't mean I'm red. It just means I thought about red. And yet when it comes to how we see ourselves, we tend to smush those, the thoughts that we have about ourselves into the fact that we are the thought. Does that make sense? Are you following that? So again, let's use the color example. If I think red, 
It doesn't make me red. Yet if I think, oh, I'm, I'm not a good handler, then suddenly that becomes linked. And yet both of those things are just thoughts. They're just thoughts that we have. And in some cases, those might be even things that we hear other people say, and yet we pick them up. And I've talked about this a little bit before, but you know, some of the reason it's easier to pick up the bad things is we are wired to look for danger. We are wired to look for the negative because it keeps us safe. Because if we know where the negative, the traps are, the scary places are, we then can avoid them. But the problem is, is over time, those negative thoughts, those negative places, those patterns all become so familiar that it's easier to stay in the known and in that place that soon becomes your comfort zone than it is to travel outside it or let go of those notions and be willing to grow and even be willing to grow out of those thoughts, right? I would love nothing more if that to hear one of you come tell me, um, and I love the feedback I get, so keep it coming, but one of you to tell me that like I outgrew a thought I had about myself, right? Because I think that's another way to really think about this conversation. There's so many, you know, there's a lot of coaches like me, right? There's a lot of other people out there telling you like, all right, well, stop thinking that thought or replace that thought with a better thought. And those things are true. But my new kind of approach in this is to ask yourself, what if I could outgrow that thought? What if I didn't need that thought anymore? What if I didn't need that belief about myself anymore? What if I could let go of the fact that I'm no longer, or I'm not an experienced handler, right? Um, I've talked to many of people who amazingly at one point in their, you know, handling career, like when they were new, like legit new, they were thinking like, oh, I don't have as much experience as, you know, as she does or he does or they do. And uh, I'm not as good of a handler. I'm not as good of a handler. And What's fascinating to me is four dogs later, they're still telling that same story, but it's not true. They actually have outgrown the thought, the belief. It's really not true. And it's a wonderful aha moment to have with a client when we're coaching through this and they realize that like, actually, I have a lot of experience. I've been in a lot of rings. I've, I've put titles on my dogs. I've, I've done things, things, gone places, seen things, et cetera, et cetera. I'm not that person anymore. I have grown. And so often we allow for other people to grow or our dogs to grow and our dogs to improve or, you know, and our dogs to even outgrow uh, opinions of them, but we don't allow that for ourselves. And, you know, it's one of those things, it's really easy for me to see from the outside, but from the inside, when we're in there every day, kind of living alongside of these thoughts and these notions and these beliefs, um, what ends up happening is we end up structuring our lives in accordance with those beliefs, right? We structure them to fit. And it's almost like, um, you know, just finding a path that already fits our belief systems, instead of forging a new path where it might challenge our belief systems, right? Um, We don't need to, um, you know, affirm those beliefs. We need to 
get new experiences and prove that we've, again, I'm going to keep using the phrase, outgrown those beliefs, right? I'm, I'm not going to try to take them away from you forcefully, but I am going to try to get you to admit and see that you potentially have outgrown those thoughts and beliefs and those limiting beliefs that are have become patterns that are changing your life potentially, right? That are potentially limiting your experiences. Everything from, oh, I don't go to that trial because we don't do well there, to, oh, I could never go to a national event, or, oh, you know, anything, basically any sentence that starts with, oh, I could never, (laughs) right? That's a limiting belief. That's a limiting belief. And you are choosing to hold yourself back, which is kind of a weird thing to do. Because I think that, you know, one thing that is fundamental to this game of handling and handling dogs is we have to always be learning. You know, and if we're not in that mode, our dogs will put us in that mode, right? You know, we there's that common, um, I don't know, that common phrase, you know, whatever you would want to call it, uh, that notion that says you get the dog you're supposed to have, right? Or you get the dog that is meant for you or to teach you or to elevate you. And um, it's always a great thing. It's usually people say it when you get the hard dog <laughs> or you're having trouble with your dog, or you're struggling with something or whatever. They always say that, right? And it's supposed to make you feel better or supposed to remind you that you're going to be a better handler as a result. And in the moment, you're like, yeah, 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 yeah. But when you look back, it's true right? It is true that sometimes our dogs come to force us out of those mindsets and for and launch us into a different mindset where we can outgrow the old ones and grow into new thoughts and new behaviors and new belief systems and have new experiences. And pretty soon those new experiences are replacing those old beliefs, right? Those old thoughts. So just like the example of the person who is still thinking of herself as a newbie, I don't know, four dogs later, right? You suddenly realize one day that like, oh, no, this dog has propelled me to this next level. I'm not a newbie anymore. I deserve to be in this ring. I have the experience to do this. I no longer have to look at, you know, those other handlers with, you know, and put them on this big pedestal. Like I deserve to be in this ring too. And so that's what I want for you all. And I want to bring us back also to that, the concept of like your comfort zone versus your growth zone. You know, we have to get comfortable being uncomfortable. I mean, that just really is the truth of the matter. And of course, just even that sentence sounds ridiculous and it's freaking hard. And it's hard to be comfortable with change and growth and pushing ourselves and and always being a little uncomfortable, right? Because we were like, we, wa- we want that feeling, you know, if any of us have had that feeling of a dog that just, you guys click so well, you know, and everything just, you know, that, that phrase, oh, it's like, you know, your old shoe, everything's just so comfortable and walking into the ring with them is just so easy and so comfortable. But we forget that it was once really hard and there was a lot of failure that led up to that. And so, but we always want to go back. We always want to go back. We want that level of comfort. But we we have to remember that we fought for that comfort. 
We fought to get there. We trained our dogs to get there. We worked hard. We, you know, worked a full day of work and then drove an hour to class, you know, worked in class and then drove an hour home, went to bed at midnight and got up and did it all over again because it's important to us and we're passionate and sure, a little dog crazy, (laughs) okay? Um, But we worked hard to get to that comfort level and there was a point at which we were in growth and we were uncomfortable and we were afraid to fail and we enqueued a whole bunch of times, right? Indy's a very easy example of that, right? I would love to run her again in agility and get to that point where, you know, we just knew each other and it was so seamless and so easy. Forgetting, of course, the fact that she really didn't figure out how to jump until she was five. (laughs) And I say that she could get from one side to the other, but We said she jumped like a goat. We said she landed in a heap. Um, She just didn't really put the mechanics together, honestly, until she was five. And yes, I did the thing. I did the grids. I did the... I did the things, okay? But that was a dog that just had to figure out her body mechanics on her own. And once she did, it was amazing. But five years old, people, that's five years of like struggling and wondering if it's all going to come together and having people tell you, oh, you should never jump her 24, you should drop her down and she's never going to figure it out and, you know, you should just be resigned to the fact that she's never going to be a good agility dog and da 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 And that girl went on to get a mock and a pock and nope, she was not the fastest kid in town. Um, But for a Bernie's Mountain Dog, um, you know, she still holds some some pretty decent um, records, right? So we have to remember that to get to that old shoe comfort level standpoint required us to be really uncomfortable. And it required us to be in growth and in failure and in struggle and in frustration. And that it is part of the process. And so reminding ourselves of that and adjusting our self-talk so that we're not, A, like it's a good thing. I didn't pick up all those things that were being thrown at me, right? About, you know, she's never gonna, she's never gonna, she's never gonna. If I'd have adopted those things, I would have dropped her down, put her on the sidelines, right? And instead she qualified for the invitational twice. She did all the things, did things that other burners have never done, like yada, yada. But that required me to persevere. That required me to say, nope, I'm not going to pick up those, those or adopt those beliefs as my own. I'm going to persevere and work through it and show some resiliency and believe. And so we have to do that with ourselves and our own thoughts as well and be comfortable being uncomfortable and be willing to fight for it, right? Because when we don't, the flip side of that exact coin is we sabotage ourselves, right? How many times have you looked at a a course and said, oh, I'm not getting this one? Well, of course you're not (laughs) because you just decided you're not, right? Or you go into an obedience class and say, oh, this judge has a really sharp pencil. There's no way we're making it out of here. Or, you know, oh, that door over there, everybody's coming in and out of the door. My dog's going to be distracted. They're going to look at that. Uh, They're not going to pay attention to me. Um, You know, my dog hates tall judges with red bow ties, right? I mean, like, crazy stuff that we use readily, but then we make it so. 
And so that's how we use our internal thoughts, these thoughts that should just be fleeting. And instead, we notice the guy with the red bow tie or whatever it is, or we notice the door and the fact that dogs are getting distracted when people come in and out. And instead of noticing and moving on, we latch on, we grab it as a very handy excuse, and we feed into it. And we double down on that thought. And we're like, yes, that is so true. My dog is never going to make it past that corner if someone comes in that door, right? But And even as I'm saying it, you can hear the ridiculousness in it, but I know that you can also hear that you've done it before, right? Because we all have done it before. We've all like prejudged a situation and thought that this, that, or the other is going to happen. And by doing that, we can absolutely sabotage ourselves. And so if you really are believing in that, then yeah, we would never go in the ring then, right? If if all of that stuff could go wrong, then we would never go in the ring. And, you know, the, the wonderful, you know, there's memes and so forth is, is, but what if it all went right? And I think there is a part of us that is hopeful, that loves the sport, that propels us forward, that gets us to walk into that ring again and again and again and try, right? And that's to be persistent. That's to persevere. That's to build resilience. All right. But I want us to really be cautious this week, right? I always like to give you a challenge, even if hopefully you're on your way to a trial this weekend or a dog show this weekend. I want to give you the challenge of really minding your thoughts, right? And really thinking about um, what you're thinking and how those thoughts are turning into beliefs and what you can do about them, all right? And how powerful you are, all right? All right, let me take a breath and I will be right back with a little prescription. All right, I promise to make this super quick, but I've got to tell you what's going on in the Q membership. Each month, we tackle a different theme. In April, for instance, we took a look at our program, from what we feed to how we train. In July and August, the members are basically beta testing an entire masterclass on performing under pressure. And the last week of every month, we have a Zoom a group coaching call where we talk about the theme of the month, but we also get personal in terms of, you know, if there's a challenge that one of the members is facing that they want to talk about. The link to the membership is always in the show notes and there's a monthly and annual option. If you choose the annual, please be sure to put in the code QPODCAST, all one word, at checkout to get an additional month for free. Just my gift for listening. And don't forget, when you sign up, you get access to all the content going all the way back to April 2021, so you can binge to your heart's content. All right, enough about that. Let's get back to the show. Okay, when I said prescription, what I'm meaning is I want to give you some things to do, right? Because as we've many times talked about, you cannot just say something like, don't think about pink elephants because voila, they appear. And so one of the very first things is in being prescriptive is to be, you know, forward, right? Preemptive, pre, 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 like literally the prefix says the thing. I want you to put some things in place where you have better thoughts to think of. Now, you can use a mantra, right? So a little phrase, you know, even if it's like, you know, as a handler, I get better every time I walk into the ring, right? Or, you know, through experience, I get better and better every weekend. 
right? Or, you know, whatever it is, whatever that little, whatever it is that's going to contradict that voice in your head that tells you you're out of your comfort zone and you can fail. And the thing I want you to think about is, yes, I'm out of my comfort zone and I could you know, really sore here. You know, I'm trained for this moment. My dog is ready for this moment. We've practiced harder courses. Um, We've done harder distractions in obedience. Um, We've done harder entrances to the weave poles. We've done all of these things. We've been here, done that. We are ready. And so I need you to really think about um, preemptive thoughts that you can used to replace the negative ones. So when you are having that feeling of when you're looking at something that's happening in the ring and you start to feel that like, oh, this is going to happen or that or the door or the judge or the whatever, or the, you know, the course, the pattern, whatever that you're looking at that's giving you the heebie-jeebies, I want you to have something at the ready that you can have a thought to replace it with. Because I think that's part of the reason that we spin is we have no replacement thought. There isn't a me standing next to you, you know, shaking you saying like, snap out of it. You know, you you need to, you're great at this. You're, you're ready. You're prepared. Your dog is ready. You're, you know, your dog's conditioned. You've been practicing this. You've done harder at home, you know? So, It's hard because sometimes dog shows are kind of lonely in that way. You know, you're surrounded by people, but there isn't someone who's standing next to you giving you that pep talk. You know, we don't, a lot, most of us don't have trainers at the shows. You know, they might be at the shows with us. We might see our trainers and our coaches, our instructors, but they're doing their own thing, right? So um, we, you know, a lot of times we're standing there, we're walking the course or we're, you know, getting the lay of the land, you know, for obedience or rally or something. And we kind of feel like we really could use somebody to, you know, snap us out of it and, and give us a pep talk. And without that, You need to be able to give yourself a pep talk. You need to be able to lift yourself up. You need to be able to replace the negative thought with, if not a positive one, at least one that's a lot more constructive. All right. Um, You know, sometimes when you're feeling really down or really worried or really nervous, sometimes saying something like, oh, I got this. This is going to be easy is too far afield for your brain. All right. And what happens is is then your brain goes, That's crazy. Now you're just being ridiculous. And it's too, quote, unbelievable. And so your brain sort of throws it out as this like anomaly, this like you're talking crazy now, right? So sometimes we have to pick a thought that's a little closer in, right? So let's say I'm standing at the gate. I'm about to run agility. There's a weave entrance that is difficult. And what I inherently or my knee-jerk thought is, Oh, I'm not sure I'm getting that weave entrance. All right. So that's my thought. If I say to myself instead, that weave entrance is a piece of cake. You got this. My brain immediately goes, liar. Like, that's bullshit. It's not a piece of cake. It's a difficult weave entrance. Like, that's stupid. Okay. Like, easy. But if I say, I know how to handle this weave entrance. I just have to think about it. I've practiced this at home. I can do this. That already sounds more believable, right? I'm already more engaged and I'm already even going to solution, 
right? I'm already starting to go to like, oh, well, I just need to like think about this weave entrance. I just need to handle it in a certain way. Or I just need to give it a little more attention than I normally would based on, you know, how it's set up in the course. And that becomes more believable to my brain. So my brain can hook into it and my brain can go, okay, yeah, I can get behind that thought. So that's why we need to have thoughts ready because we need to be able to not shut down a thought because again, we can't say don't think about pink elephants. What we need to replace it with is, you know, cheetahs, <laughs> right? Or you know, leopards or, you know, or whatever, dogs, whatever we want to replace it with. My point is we need to replace the thought. So if I say to you, don't think about pink elephants, um, you're thinking about pink elephants. If I say to you, um, no more pink elephants, think about a cheetah. Now you have something for somewhere for your brain to focus, right? So that's what you need to do. That's the preemptive part, the proactive part about really getting control over those, you know, I've called them voices in your head, the committee in your, you know, in your head, that the one that's always speaking up saying you can't, you shouldn't, you're afraid, whatever, and replace it with a much more constructive thought. Because the last thing I want you all to do is to walk into the ring and sabotage yourselves before you ever even get started, right? I mean, how sad is that, right? It just, you know, it just makes me so sad for you to carry the baggage of your thoughts, your beliefs, or even worse, somebody else's thoughts or somebody else's beliefs and what they say or comparison to others, right? If you're carrying that stuff into the ring, first of all, your hands are full and you're not going to be able to handle, <laughs> okay? You need to drop that stuff before you get in there and replace it with much better thoughts, connected thoughts, things that bring you closer to your dog, things that bring you closer to the task at hand, things that focus you. Um, there's this great line in a movie, a Kevin Costner flick that I like called For Love of the Game. And he's a baseball player, he's a pitcher specifically. And he says when he's on the mound, one of the last things he says is clear the mechanism, right? It's one of his, just his little phrase. And I like what it does because what it says is shut it all out, shut it all out and focus on what you are there to do. And so that would be another, that would be the second tip I would give you is to borrow from for the love of the game and just say, clear the mechanism, right? So the first would be make sure that you have a replacement thought. The second would be to make sure that you are just literally and figuratively clearing all those other thoughts and shutting them all out. Because sometimes it helps to have a, like a physical imaginative sort of thought. Like for instance, I've thought of myself like me and my dog in a bubble, right? Put myself in the bubble, nothing else gets in. It's just me and my dog in the bubble. We are connected, protected, and ready to go, right? Which is a mantra I've had before. Um, connected, protected, and ready. And so, and it's just us and nothing else gets in that bubble, right? So you might need something like that, a, a device, let's call it, right? Where you imagine that it's just you and your dog, you've got your little mantra, you're protected, all of that other stuff. You've, you're, I've also used the thing, um, you zip up, right? Maybe you have a bubble and you just zip it up really tight. You know, that, that feeling you get at the top of a zipper where it's really um, kind of locked in and you feel yourself locking in you and your dog and locking out everybody else. Nobody else is getting in. No, None other thoughts or opinions or whatever. And it's you and your dog and you're starting to focus on the task at hand, right? And in that moment, you're getting clear and you're forward thinking and you're being positive. 
right? Because the last thing you want to do is zip up with a bunch of negative <laughs> thoughts in there with you. Um, you need to make sure that your, your, your suit, your bubble, whatever is clear of all of that negativity before you zip up, okay? So I want to make sure that you're thinking about this and this weekend. And even now, you know, I know most of you are listening probably while you're driving somewhere. And um, think about some of your recurring the things that trip you up, right? The recurring beliefs you have, the recurring thoughts that you have, the things that that wiggle their way in time and time again. And if I said them to you, if, if they were my thoughts and I was, if I was saying those things to you, like, oh, I always feel this way, what would you say to me, right? What would be your coaching, reverse coaching? What would be your coaching to me? What would you say that's positive? Because the truth is the way we talk to ourselves, we would never talk to other people or at least not friends that way right? We may hide behind our keyboards. I hope not. Don't be that person um, and say those things. But we would not We would not say those to friends. We would not say the things we say to ourselves to other people. So I want you to be your own best friend, your own cheerleader. I want you to be positive. And so when you're thinking about what are those things that might come up, be ready with a response. Have a device, a visual thing that locks out the rest of the world so that it's just you and your dog when you step into the ring. Uh, think about those things. Be proactively thinking about it because sometimes those those you know those negative thoughts really like slip in through these like tiny tiny little cracks like when we're getting ready to go and we're like wait how did that even get in here I thought I was all zipped up or buttoned up and you know I thought I I was immune to this or I thought I would be okay today and so those thoughts are going to slip in through these tiny cracks. What are you going to do about it? Are you going to be ready? Will you be prepared to have a, a better thought, right? It doesn't have to be the opposite thought even. It just has to be a better thought. It has to be a more positive, more constructive thought that will propel you forward and help you do the job you came to do that day, all right? So as you are driving, you know, and you can kind of you kind of know probably some of the thoughts that you usually have. And if you're having trouble remembering, just think of like a past run or, you know, a past weekend when you were at the gate or, you know, maybe you have to think about something, you know, overheard or something awful or something some some very unhappy person said to you. Um, and think about what you wish you would could replace that thought with. Think about it. It's kind of like going when you're going to go see somebody that you're you're, you're going to run into somebody maybe at an event or something that you really don't want to see. It's kind of like having the um, responses ready to go, right? It just makes you feel a little more prepared so that you're not caught off guard or flat footed when that moment comes. And so that's why I always encourage people to, you know, make a list of responses, make a few responses. And in this case, it's not necessarily to the other person, it's to yourself, to yourself when you have those thoughts, to yourself when you have those, you feel those or hear those limiting beliefs in your head or you you hear those sabotaging thoughts, um, have some responses ready to go. Have a little conversation with yourself, whatever it takes, okay? So I want you to think about that as you're driving to your trial this weekend and you're going to have a wonderful weekend with your dog and you're, you know, you're getting ready to go. How are you going to prepare? How are you going to 
clear the mechanism or, you know, come up with some really great mantras or some some new thought patterns for this weekend. All right. I would love to hear if any of you ever want to tell me things like you can find me on the socials, PM me, DM me, get to me. You can find me. I know you can. And uh, let me know how it's going and what you're struggling with, all right? And as always, I do take requests for the for a podcast idea. So if you're struggling with something, please hit me up and let me know. And let's see if I can help you through it, all right? In the meantime, thank you again for listening. And I hope you have a fantastic week with your dogs. Thanks so much for listening to the Mindset Coaching for Handlers podcast with me, Julie Bacon. I am so grateful for your precious time. I would love it if you found me on Instagram or Facebook at The Q Coach and let me know how it's going. I also offer a monthly membership that's perfect for ongoing support of your awesome goals. Check out theqcoach.com for details or just stop by and check out the blog and other free content. And finally, be sure to share, subscribe, and leave a review as it helps us podcasters tremendously. Plus, I know I get my best podcast recommendations from friends. Thanks and have a great week with your dogs.